Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidis, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Kuf Chav Gimel 123, about eight lines from the top. <clears throat> Just speaking about how there's different two different ways in the way that the the spheres are organized, and one of them is their zetachazet that one basically evolves from the other. Chach, that from chokhmah comes bina, bina comes das, das comes the midos. They're all interconnected, and we're just saying that this is compared to like in a person's soul that the first kayach, the highest power the person has is, uh, and the kayach is a gleam, the revealed power is a person's soul that a person's aware of is chokhmah, and then from chokhmah comes bina, and we're saying even though chokhmah is very abstract and it's not yet defined, it's just a essential point of the concept before you really understand it, and therefore you can forget. When you just have that flash of chokhmah, you can it's easy to forget the whole idea if you don't bring it down into your um, Bina into your real understanding, but still, being that chokhmah is, um, being that chokhmah is still a flash of something. It's still a level of gilui. It's a gilui. It's a seichel goli. It's a revealed intellect that you know at least the general, the general, the general concept here, the nekuda of the concept. And before you had, before you had this flash of chokhmah, you didn't know anything about it. So it is a idea of gilui. So therefore, we can we can call chokhmah the beginning of all levels of gilui. Okay. And this is why Chochmah is compared to and in, in always in Kabbalah is called the by the first letter of Hashem's name, the Yud Kevavke. The letter Yud is what symbolizes Chochmah. The small dot of the Yud. Even though it's just a small dot, which is almost nothing. That's the, like we're just saying about Chochmah. It's a very, very abstract, very holistic. It's not really a defined understanding yet. Even though it's that little yud, but still it is, it has a form of a letter. There, there is at least a dot, even though it's just a dot, meaning there is some type of revelation. And not like a just a point, when you put your pen on the paper, you just put a point. That is not what a yud is. A yud has a certain art to it. And it has a you know it has a form to it. It's not just a dot. So the the point that has no form at all to it that would more refer to something which has no revelation. This is a real point, a letter. It actually has a certain art to it. This is the difference. This difference between a little point of the pen or the actual form, of the letter yud. That's the difference between the the um, essential point of keser and the point of chokhmah. The point of Kesser has no form whatsoever. The Fisha Kesser, who because Kesser is a level of concealment, it's not yet revealed into the actual chain of creation. It's still above revelation and creation. But Chokhmah is the first revelation into creation. That's why it has a 
form than art of a letter at least, even though it's just the smallest letter, but it is still a letter, meaning even though it's the smallest revelation, the most essential revelation, but it is still a revelation. Meaning that this is at least a revealed intellect. This is a level of intellect which is revealed and a person is aware of. The only difference, the only difference here is that a person in the stage of Chochmah doesn't yet know how and what. He doesn't know the how and what, meaning he doesn't really understand all the ramifications of the concept yet, like he does in Bina, but he still does know the generality, what that there is such an idea, there is such a concept. He just does he just knows the kuda and the kudav and not the espashtus, not the not the length and the breadth and the depth of the concept yet. Um it, that's why Chochmah is called Ein, nothingness compared to the the faculty of being of understanding, because at the level of stage of Chochmah, it's almost like you don't know anything. You only know the very generality, the very essential point of the concept, compared to Bina, where you know the whole breadth and length and depth of it. But nevertheless, Chochmah is still a state of revelation. There is a revelation of somewhat of the generality of the concept. And there is also this Koyach the faculty, the power of Bina, of understanding within Chachmah, within the Nekudah of Chachmah. Like Sefer Yitzira says, that Havain B'Chachmah, you should understand in Chachmah. So we see that Bina, Havain is Bina, is within Chachmah. What is that? Even though Chachmah is just an essential point, the general point of the concept, there is within that essential point the power of understanding of Bina, meaning that it has the potential, the essential point of Chachmah has the potential to come to a complete grasping, a complete comprehension of the concept. The faculty of understanding of Bina is a comprehension and understanding of the concept with many details and you understand the concept of length and in breadth of the concept and how it applies to many different areas the length of it and how it also you also understand through these details how you can bring the concept down that the breadth of the concept how it, is how it applies to different areas and the length of the concept is how it can be brought down through many different mashalim and explanations and analogies. You can bring it down to lower and lower levels, into lower and lower levels of understanding. So the bina exists within chachma, meaning the potential. Everything is, exists in potential within that essential point of the concept, and the, within the, the point of chachma, the generality of chachma exists the potential to come into a complete understanding, and all the details and all the explanations exist in that essential point of chachma. Hey, and that's why Bina is hinted to, is symbolized by the letter Hey. Um, it's a Yud, the first Yud of the Shem's name is Chokhmah, and then it goes Hey, and the first Hey is Bina. So why is Bina hinted to in the Hey? Shuhui Spashus Eirich because the Hey has a expansion of a length and a breadth. The, the, this, the Kavim, the lines of the Hey, are both in the the top line of the hay is is the um, breadth of it. It's a reichav, and then the lines that go down in the hay are the oirech, the length, hinting to the idea of bina. How bina has, like I just said, the the concept. Now you've expanded the concept, or you can understand it in the different and how it applies to different areas. That's the reichav, and then the oirech is how you can understand this concept through bringing it down through mashalim and hesbedim understandings and explanations and analogies. You can bring it down lower. That's the line that goes from above to below of the hay. Uh, that's why Bina is also called in the Kabbalah, it's called the expansion 
the breadth of the river, just like a, so the Chochmah is hinted to by just the Mayan, the small, um, uh, the small Mayan, the um, Mayan is the spring, the wellspring, which is just a few drops of water coming from this wellspring from the underneath the earth. That's the point of Chochmah. Whereas uh, Bina is already when it's Rechevisanor, when that wellspring is expanded into the river, where the river has great length and breadth and depth to it, as opposed to the essential point of the Mayan, of the wellspring. And the breadth and the expansion of Bina, of understanding, is actually within the essential point of Chochmah. Meaning the Bina, his whole point is to expand and to bring the details out from that essential point of a Chochmah. That is the whole idea. So that's the Bina within Chochmah. And that's why when a soifer, a scribe, is writing the first hey of Hashem's name, you first have to write a yud within that hey, within that first hey of Hashem Avaya. And from that first, from that yud that you that you write, from that yud you make the rest of the hey. Because the expansion of the hey of Bina comes from the yud of Chachma, the Nikuda, the essential Nikuda of Chachma. That's why there is this special halacha, or according to Kabbalah, when a sefer writes the first hey of Hashem's name, he has to first write the yud, and from that yud, he has to expand the rest of the hey. I guess that's referring to when you write the the hey, the top little part of the hey, the top left, there is a, the hey goes up a little bit, and that's like a little yud. And from that little yud, the top left corner of the hey, you can write, you can go to the right and then go down to write the hey, and then obviously the next the little leg of the hey is different, but starts off from the little point of the Yud. Everything starts off from the essential point of Chochmah and is expanded and brought into more detail through Bina. Um, the V'chochmah Bina Chochmah Bina Nikro'i Mayan V'nor Like I just said, Chochmah and Bina are called the wellspring is Chochmah and Nor, the river, is Bina. Mayan V'nor, the Arich Ampin Lies Nor the Iyashar Lies Nor Belei Mayan Sorry. So that is the EF Shranat Darikampin. It's impossible to have a river without a well, a wellspring that it start it started from. Like I said, so the whole river of Bina comes from the wellspring of the Nikuda, uh, the essential point of Chokmah. Dahmayan Nevea Tipin Tipin. A wellspring flows with just little drops from the underneath the earth. And the river is very expansive and has a lot of breadth to it. But nevertheless, the expansion and the great breadth of the river comes from the flowing. It flows from the little drops that come from the uh, that originate from the wellspring. So the whole potential for bina only comes from chokhma. And therefore, automatically, you must say that we have to first have the essential point of Then, only then you can have the power of Bina, of understanding the breadth and width and width and depth. That's where I'll explain now in the person's soul, this idea of the Seder, uh, of the Amidas Asviris, the Maimon Asviris, which is Zet 
So the fact that you organize the spheres one underneath the other, that they each evolve, evolve from each other. So we see that Chachma and Bina are directly connected and evolve from each other. Now, and from the Chachma and Bina, the person's soul is understand, is um, the, the Nakuda of Chachma, the essential point, the flash of the concept, the general flash of the concept. And then from the uneventual understanding of the concept comes the, the birth of the emotions that a person has. The Kasher Mizbein, you know, Masik Besich Lechadavar Toivloi. So how can we see that the emotions come from the Chachma Bina? Because when a person comprehends through his Kayachabina and understands that his intellect, um, which maybe that refers to the first Nikud of Chachmah, he brings that that essential generality of the concept into great understanding through his Yisbeinu, through his comprehension and his meditation. So when he comprehends the concept and he contemplates on it greatly, Shadavar Tevle, that this idea, whatever he's thinking about, is good for him. He's aroused, he's aroused for great love for that, for whatever he's thinking about. Whether it be a physical thing or whether it be a a job or an idea or whatever, and on the on the opposite, when a person comprehends that something he's contemplating is is not good for him or is actually dangerous for him, it can it can injure him. He's aroused with a a fear from that. And so too, that's the physical. Just emotions, not relating to anything spiritual or godly. So too, in our service of Hashem, that the arousal of love and fear of Hashem is through the comprehension, through contemplation, specifically only through contemplation of the Chachma Bina, of, uh, of the essential point of Chachma, through the two stages of intellect, of the two essential point of Chachma, and eventually bringing it down to the Pratim Bina. And there is a specific type of contemplation which will allow, which will arouse a feeling of love for Hashem, and there's a specific uh, contemplation which will arouse fear for Hashem. And so what's an example of these two types of specific uh, of contemplations which uh, give rise to either fear or love for Hashem? When a person contemplates the greatness of Hashem and the creation and the bringing into existence of all the worlds, which this bring really... Um, this really focuses on the, the closeness of godliness to the worlds. The fact that Hashem creates the worlds every moment and He enlivens them, showing that He's very close to the worlds. He's the inner life of the worlds. Not only is He the inner life of them, but He also gives them their very existence. So He's very close to the worlds because He is creating them every moment. When a person contemplates this very deeply, he, he contemplates in the fact that within every single thing in the world, there is a godly light and energy which is creating it. And not just creating it and bringing it into existence, but also in clothing within that physicality, within that physical matter, and giving it inner life, to enliven it, to vitalize it. Then he'll be aroused with a closeness and a feeling of wanting to become attached to godliness. That all of his desire will be just for to connect to godliness. And he'll be aroused to desire only in the revelation of God of the godly energy. He'll want this godly energy which enclosed which is within all of creation to become revealed. That that God, the energy which creates the whole worlds and which enlivens it every moment should be revealed in a revealed way and to hit into the world and into his soul when he realizes that Hashem creates all the worlds and he thinks about that in a deep way. He'll realize that Hashem is the true life of everything and he'll want to connect to that true life. And he'll want, therefore, he'll want that true life to be revealed within the worlds and also within himself. Now, what's the, here's the contemplation about the that arouses fear. When a person contemplates in the great exaltedness and how Hashem is 
how Hashem and His infinite essence is so removed from all the worlds. How Hashem is totally removed and exalted from all worlds. The fact that the level of Hashem, which and the fact that Hashem enlivens the world, that is only referring to an external diminished ray of godliness. But the essence of the infinite essence of Hashem is totally removed and exalted from worlds. So when a person contemplates this aspect of godliness, which is totally removed from worlds and the infinite essence of Hashem, and not how he's lowered himself and diminished himself to relate to worlds, when he contemplates that level of Hashem, he'll also become aroused with great, with great love for Hashem. But this is a different type of love here. It's a love, not that a person wants to feel the godliness which is already within the worlds, which doesn't really produce a feeling of wanting to leave worlds. It just makes you want to feel the godliness which is already here in creation. Here you're thinking about a love of godliness which totally transcends creation. Therefore, you'll be aroused with a great yearning, a rotsi, and a thirst with a, a flaming fire, a feeling of just... A, a burning fire in your heart to become absorbed within the infinite essence of Hashem, which totally transcends all the creation, to, to leave the the confines of creation and, and to become absorbed in Hashem's infinite essence. And then, when a person contemplates even more that all how all the worlds don't have any don't take up any space before the infinite essence of Hashem, meaning they don't have any importance, and it's almost as if they don't exist before Hashem, Hashem's infinite essence, which totally transcends the finite creation. And he also contemplates how all the even the godly revelations in all the worlds, even the higher worlds, don't have any place, meaning don't have any importance at all before the the infinite essence of Hashem. Like the Zayar says, the that all godly energies, all godly lights are darkened before him, meaning they are totally insignificant before the infinite essence of Hashem. Then he's aroused with a great fear and awe of Hashem. There's aroused a great self nullification in his soul. He realizes that everything has no importance before Hashem whatsoever, and it's as if it's almost like it doesn't exist. And actually, really, it doesn't exist from Hashem's perspective. So when a person thinks about that, he'll become aroused with a great uh, level of fear and awe and a level of bitl of it. What, am I, what, what importance do I have? I am, even the highest godly revelations don't have any importance before Hashem, so all the more so I. And another contemplation, when a, person, when a person contemplates how the infinite essence of Hashem is actually found down here in the, in the physical worlds, just like it is in the highest spiritual worlds, and wherever a person may be, he is standing directly before the infinite essence of Hashem. That also brings about a feeling of fear and awe and reverence from a person. This is a, just, this is a more inner more pneumistic of fear. It's a uh, deeper, it reaches a deeper part of a person's soul because a person's really realizing, he's thinking about how the infinite essence of Hashem is actually right here, right next to me. So it brings out a deeper feeling, a more intimate feeling of fear from Hashem, more of like a, a embarrassment that are standing right before the, this greatest king, um, a shame. As explained, all these ideas are explained, these contemplations are explained in other places in the Chassidus at length. So we just explained different types of contemplation that come from the mind, which basically means they come from the first two stages of intellect, and that is what produces emotions, whether it be fear or love. So so the conclusion is we find that the birth of emotions comes from the intellect. 
But really, we only explained until now Chacham Bina, the initial flash, the general flash of the concept, and the eventual um, detail, the detailed understanding of the concept of the Bina. But this real feelings of the concept can only come through the third Koyach of Seichel, which is Das, which is understanding, which is connection, which is identifying with the concept. Das, through Das, Shuhi Har Gosha, turning to the next page, which is the feeling, the sensing, Hanasa Ideas Kashas, which, which is brought about through truly connecting to the concept, truly identifying with the concept. When you focus yourself so much on it and you think about it so deeply that you actually feel like this is your concept and you truly identify with it, so then you're coming to a f- idea of Das, a true feeling, uh, intellectual sensing of the concept. As it's known that the idea of Das is not just a knowledge and a comprehension of the concept, because that's already included in the idea of the power of Bina, of understanding. The idea of Das is the feeling of the concept, the intellectual sensing, the identifying with the concept, the becoming attached to the concept. And that's when you specifically, and from that idea of das, the identifying with the concept, the relating to the concept, that's when you are aroused with emotions for the concept. Specifically, when you come to a feeling in your soul of the of the goodness and the the preciousness of godliness, and also any whatever whatever you might be contemplating, only when you start to feel this concept, the, the preciousness, you start to sense it and identify with it, the, the concept and become attached to it, that's only, that only then do you come to a true arousal of emotion from that concept. Only when you reach a third stage of the of intellectual process, which is Das, identifying with the concept, which only comes from a, 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 a real fixation on the concept. When you truly deepen your mind on it, not just in your just contemplating in the stage of Bina, you're actually, you come to another level where you feel like this is your concept. You feel like you're seeing the concept. You feel like you're truly um, relating to it. That's when you start to have emotions for it. We'll stop there. The four lines on the top page, Kuf Kuf Dalad 124. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha and on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.